Hello and good morning. A bright start to your mornings with two bright ladies to brighten up your day. The Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia on 1FM 91.3. A very good morning to you. Wow, the view is really different today. We mm-hmm. are broadcasting to you live from our lobby studio over here at SPH Media. Yes, nice to be able to see outside and see whether it's raining or sunny and who's wearing <laughs> makeup, who's not, who's got coffee and didn't buy some for us. Oh! <laughs> well, plenty to do on the show for today. Uh, we have plenty of prizes to give out. Of course, the most coveted item is our pair of tickets for you to catch Sting. Yes, we're already getting entries coming through via WhatsApp at 8855-0920 because it's so easy to win a pair of tickets to catch him on the 22nd of March. All you gotta do is tell us which of Sting's songs you've got the fondest memories of and why. Could be his solo stuff or songs from the time he was with the police. Okay, so submit your entries via WhatsApp with the keyword Sting, 8855-0913. Also sending you for some yummy nasi padang over at Peninsula Excelsior Hotel and we've also got an Adiva spa treatment worth over $300 to be won. Yes, so all that and more here on The Bright like. What a lovely morning. The Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia on 1FM 91.3. I've got a really great quote for everyone today. Uh, this is from an American journalist, editor, author and publisher. His name is George Lorimer and he says, you got to get up every morning with determination if you're going to bed with satisfaction. Ooh, okay. Mm. It's about setting your mindset to start your day mm. so that you can end your day and just be happy and in peace. Nice, because a lot of the time at night when we go to bed, we're grumbling or mourning about something. You know, the days that we go to bed, like, ah, today was a good day. Those are far and few between, I feel, sometimes. Mm. But, you know, it's about being conscious of the fact that you decide to make it a good day from the start. Yes. Ah. So hopefully, with this mindset to start off each and every day, you're going to end your day in a great way. Nice. Today is a great day. Thank you. Yes. Good morning. Prepare yourself. Come on. The Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia on 1FM 91.3. Fly me, Fisher, with love changes everything. That is indeed the case. It's my husband coming to my life. Mm-hmm. I love that Aww. man. Love him so much. What happened? What happened I... yesterday or this morning? <laughs> Did he make you breakfast? He made you a big cup of coffee, didn't he? Uh, no. That must be it. No, because he was sleeping. He wasn't talking. <laughs> So handsome. (laughs) All right, time for some good vibes only this morning. And I want to tell you about a video that's going viral on TikTok. It features a group of uncles here in Singapore singing their hearts out, dancing with each other to the tune of some very upbeat music at an HDB Void Deck coffee shop. It seems to include all the uncles from the different races. You know, got a Chinese uncle, Indian uncle, what seems like a Eurasian uncle. Very nice. And the video begins with them clapping and singing as the music blares in the background. And one of the uncles is seen laughing and giving a sign of approval as he points his camera to his friends who starts to get into the groove. So they're all having a whale of a time. And the uncles end the cute moment with a high five. And the group continues clapping and dancing to the music. And what I love about this is that, you know, especially some netizens pointed out that the elderly, they're aging gracefully. They're enjoying and displaying the kampong spirit, having fun together rather than fighting in the coffee shops. We've heard of some reports where, you know, some gentlemen are fighting at the coffee shop. It wasn't me. Throwing chairs, you know, chasing each other, punching each other. So yeah, instead of fighting, why fight when you can, you know, sing Sing and and dance? Yeah, Yeah. and clap. Yes. I would clap for them. (laughs) 
I've got a really, really great story here. It involves a piece of seafood. Mm. Mm. So there was this guy, his name is Blaine Parker. I must say, the name Blaine is very interesting. He sounds like a superhero already. <laughs> yeah, or a magician Blaine of Parker. some sort. Yeah, Blaine Parker, right? So he was walking along the shore and picking up some clams that he wanted to use to make some clam chowder. And he found this gigantic clam. It was huge. It's bigger than the size of his hand. And Blaine is not a tiny guy. He's a big, stocky guy, right? So he was like, wow, I can make a lot of clam chowder with this huge clam but something in him said don't do it Mm. so he brought this clam to a uh, specimen lab because he's also a specimen collector okay and it turns out this guy the clam is 214 years old wow do clams even live that long apparently so there was an even older one found in 2006 Uh it was I think 500 years oh my goodness and how you can see this is apparently if you look at the picture of this clam uh, it's got many many layers Mm. and each layer is one year like tree bark like when you cut a tree Uh, you can see the rings around it yes you're right so this guy is 214 they counted all the layers I don't want to be in charge of counting the layers yeah (laughs) but they've arrived at the age of this guy 214 I keep saying guy uh, this clam mm-hmm. and uh, Blaine has named the clam Aber Clam Lincoln <laughs> I love it I love it that's genius I'm so glad that he used his intuition to not cook up the clam I mean it wouldn't have tasted good I mean 207 who wants to eat 207 year old anything Action. good morning nice to see you Here we go. The Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia on 1FM 91.3. Here's a look at some words that we should bring back, okay? Oh. They're from ye olde times. <laughs> uh, there's an old Irish term for someone who likes to meddle in other people's business. This person is usually called a busybody, right, in these yeah, days. Yeah. But back in the day, this person would be called a goobamoosh. I like that. A goobamoosh. G-O-B-E-R-M-O-U-C-H. So don't be a goobamoosh. Yeah, goobamoosh. Doesn't don't sound meddle. very Irish, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but cute. Okay, there's also someone called a Nash Nab. It's an 18th century Northern English word meaning someone who just complains all the time. Nash Nab. Yeah. I think that could be like code for you and your colleague. You know, if you don't want to go out with this person for lunch because this person always complains, right? Then you just say, this person is a Nash Nab. We just buy bubble tea with this person and go home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! There's also a snout ban who is someone who always interrupts a conversation to correct or contradict the person speaking. I just like the fact that they have such a specific word for such a specific behaviour. Yeah. I like that. These days we're a little bit more laconic. It is what it is, right? We call it as we see it. Mm. Uh, But yeah, back in the day, I think it would have been cool for a code word. A stamp crab is someone who's clumsy. A wiffle waffle is someone who wastes a lot of time. Stop wiffle waffling. You've heard of that one, right? That one I've heard. Yeah, Yeah, so wiffle waffle person likes to like two, two and two. <laughs> and if you know someone who's like quite idiotic most of the time, you know, this person uh, is called a Zounder kite. Is that a German word? I don't know. But it's a, it it's like a it, Victorian huh? word. A Victorian, Victorian English Zounder word. Zounderkite. Yes, Zounderkite. I love this. Mm. Can we talk like this every day? Oh, so let's go to the Zounderkite's office. <laughs> oh, I mean, boss. Hey. Oh, I mean, no. Good morning, everyone. We ready? The Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia on 1FM 91.3. <laughs>
the March school holidays are just around the corner, happening next week, 11th to 19th March. And travellers planning to visit Malaysia during this time are advised to factor in extra travel time because heavy traffic is expected at both Woodlands and Tuas checkpoints, uh, according to the ICA. Okay, so traffic flow during peak hours has returned to pre-pandemic levels. That's Ike. what they're saying. Ike. And so the ICA has also advised motorists and buses to prepare for a longer immigration clearance wait. In fact, according to them, uh, people departing or arriving by car via land checkpoints uh, expect a three-hour wait time. <gasps> yeah. Actually, three hours doesn't sound as bad as what I went through. Mm-hmm. I spent nine hours what? Trying to get into JB. Oh my god. That was uh, the September school halls last year. Oh gosh. Yeah, ah. so you see, everything has gone back to pre-pandemic levels already, mm. if not worse. Mm. I'm not sure. I respect you for sitting through that nine-hour jam. My, my bladder didn't respect I mean, that me. is like an entire flight to <laughs> Australia, maybe, you know? <laughs> That's true. Oh no, when you put it that way, I feel very sad. Yeah, you could have gone to Australia <laughs> while stuck on the causeway. And also use the toilet as often as I wanted on the plane. Exactly. Uh, what did yeah. you use? Water bottle. No, I held it. Oh That's my, why I said for my, nine hours? Yeah, so my bladder doesn't respect me. In fact, it hates me. You bladder fool. Hi. One, two, three. Good morning, boys and girls. Uh, good morning, man. Good morning. Good morning. The Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia on 1FM 91.3. Now, I have this really, really great story. Uh, goodness, if I share this with you, right, I think all the spouses out there, the husbands, will be very stressed out because okay. it's going to take spouse love to a whole new level. All right, hit so me. This man in Bosnia, okay, he loves his wife so much, right, that he built their house mm-hmm. to rotate. Oh my gosh. It can rotate a full circle uh-huh. in 22 seconds as the fastest setting okay. and uh, slowly in 24 hours. Uh-huh. And he did that so that his wife can change the view from her window to anything she wants. Wow. Yeah. Can you see? He set the benchmark oh too high. Gosh. He mean, built a rotating house for his wife. The closest thing we have here is like maybe the revolving restaurant but it he's got closed. a revolving house. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So he could change it whichever direction, you know, rotate left, right, stop here and tomorrow we'll have that view. You're absolutely right. That is ruining things for all the guys out there. Yeah. I Next mean, time I stare at my husband. <laughs> How? My house got rotated. No. <laughs> Can't even wash the dishes. What rotating house? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but in all honesty, you know how my husband will come up with a solution for this? Okay. He'll probably buy me a Roomba, you know, the vacuum cleaner that moves <laughs> around. You stand on the Roomba, then you'll get rotating views <laughs> inside the house. Isn't that better? <laughs> and it cleans at the same time yeah, too. <laughs> exactly. Two in one. The Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia. Always look on. FM 91.3. This is an interesting bit of news. All the way across the border in Malaysia, there is a, a lady who says that to her dismay, when there was a power trip in her home, I think it probably affected, you know, her pump or whatever in her pond. Mm-hmm. So her parents decided to take out two of her koi, deep fry it. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and eat it. Oh dear, they're expensive fish, those and koi. Some of them are so pretty. So yeah, pretty. you know, for the longest time, I thought koi were not edible. But then we started reading in the news that people were actually frying them up for whatever reasons because there was a flood, <laughs> because they didn't want the otters to get to them or something like that. But actually, koi, right, just means carp in Japanese. And I tried to figure out what koi tastes like. I went to Google. And apparently, koi meat, right, has a very soft texture that can be described as being similar to the feeling of eating a 
caramel candy. Wow! Yeah, some people say that you can even experience a slightly nutty flavor when you eat koi, which is generally attributed to the type of food they are fed within captivity. So if the koi eat, you know, what kind of fish food, then that's probably what they're going to taste like as well. Now when I look at koi swimming in a pond, right, mm. I don't just see the fish. Yeah. I see these pieces of like caramel, nutty, yummies. Candy, especially with the color. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Orange dear. and white, black and white. Ooh. Oh no. The Bright Side with Carol and Levin. Yeah, baby. (laughs) On 1FM 91.3. Here's a study that is saying, obviously... Good-looking people are funnier. Really? Yeah. Science? I'm sure it must have been written by someone who thinks he or she is good-looking and thinks he or she is funny. Well, it's based on research, okay? Really? They, yeah, researchers have discovered through an exhaustive study at the University of Stirling that good-looking people receive bigger laughs when people can see their face. Oh, uh, so like say a stand-up comedian like Trevor Noah and all that, you know, if you were listening to him like say on a podcast, not so funny, but when you see him in because you can see that he's handsome and good looking, he becomes instantly funnier. Oh, yeah. so it's about the visual, uh, like it's not really that, you know, the more good looking you are, the funnier you are. Like. I mean, if people can see that, then you're ah. perceived as being a funnier person. And the theory by researchers is that men use humour as a mating signal to show off their intelligence and good genes to women. That is very interesting. This is how I fell into the trap of marrying my husband. Why are you like that? Yeah. He's if I awesome. couldn't see his face and we just chatted online, right? I don't think we'd be married today. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. So does it mean that if you're funny, you're naturally good looking? No, I'm sorry. I'm afraid the converse is not true. Uh, not all funny people are good looking. I feel like she's saying that personally to me. I'm looking hey, past you. Stop looking at me. Something behind Carol. you. <laughs> <laughs> One part brightness, two parts wit, three parts fun, and oh, heavy dose of laughter! <laughs> the Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia on 1FM 91.3. Time for a bright spot where we bring you news in innovation and tech. And how would you like the idea of male birth control? Uh, I'm not a male, but okay, sure, hit me. <laughs> now, a male contraceptive pill could create an on-demand way for men to prevent pregnancy. This is according to researchers from the National Institutes of Health in the US. And they say the compounds in the drug that they've created can block a fertility protein for 24 hours. And moreover, men could take the contraceptive right before the deed and still get full protection. However, the new treatment will wear off within hours, so men would take it only when and as often as needed and it could allow men to make day-to-day decisions about their fertility. No news on when this will be made available to the public just yet or available on mass scale. But so far, in experiments, it's doing really well on mice, male lab rodents that mated with females who took the pill resulted in zero pregnancies. Okay. You know what, Carol? Mm. This pill could actually be a potential pest control pill too. Yes, in yeah. Singapore, especially in places where we have a rat problem. Yeah, just ah. keep feeding it to the rat. No babies for you. Carol, come to the dark side. Nah, I prefer the bright side. Lavinia, come to the dark side. Wait, are you my father? What? No. No, no, no. The Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia on 1FM 91.3. No.